Welcome to CCM Madness, official episode one, as we're breaking down the Christian music tournament to find the Lord of the Dance, the top Christian music <laughs> artist of all time. We have Woo! Mark and Katie here. I'm Paul. Mark. Hey, I'm Mark. <laughs> and I'm Katie. All right. We're siblings. We're pastor's kids. And uh, we grew up on Christian music, spent time in Christian music radio, played on worship teams our whole lives, done all the things. And so we feel like we're expertly qualified to give Absolutely. our opinions. Yeah. I, I was just on a worship team this morning. So uh, as of this recording, so I, I feel very uh, led by the spirit today to, to do this, go, go into this Christian music tournament. So this I'm is, ready to go. This is great. And our family is also big into March Madness and doing family brackets and listen to the, the pre first episode to hear more about uh, us and who we are. But we want to get started in the pioneers and crossovers region of this bracket katie do you want to just like list all the seedings so people and then we'll go through like the whole thing but if you want to just list all the 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 seedings and matchups and then we'll go through so people have an yep. idea of where we're going all right we got amy grant one seed versus the choir 16 mm -hmm. seed uh kirk franklin an eight seed versus you, six cents none the richer <laughs> nine <laughs> seed uh we got switchfoot Five seed versus Phil Keggy. Keggy? Keggy. 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 Oh, yeah. gosh. Sorry. Keg. Keggy. <laughs> the kegs. <laughs> 12 seed. We got POD. Uh, four seed versus Need to Breathe. Oh. 13 seed. Uh, we got Lauren Daigle. A six seed versus Keith Green. An 11 seed. Skillet. Three seed versus the 77s. 14 seed. We got NF. Seven seed versus Lecrae, a 10 seed. And Larry Norman, two seed versus Daniel Amos, 15 seed. All right. Ooh, so again, that's a crazy, that's a crazy mix of again, old school. Oh, it's wild. Yeah. New school, <clears throat> people that are like still relevant now, people that are no longer living. Different genres. Different genres. Yeah. Yes. It's a crazy genre. So I guess we start at the top first matchup. Yeah. yeah, Mark, Amy you want to versus the choir. Mark, you want to lead off with your thoughts? Yeah. So Amy Grant. I mean, I'll just go ahead and say right now that's the obvious choice here. Amy Grant. There's there's no denying what Amy Grant did for Christian music, and literally crossing over with like the the huge hits that she had. So Amy Grant is, without going too deep into it, my obvious choice, the number one seed, going to beat the choir, but. I do have to say this about the choir. They slipped under my radar. They obviously were out when I was younger, so I didn't. If I would have probably grown up in youth group in the 80s, I think that I really would have been into this band. They kind of have that uh, REM-esque feel to them. Uh, so, yeah, if I would have been a teenager in college in the 80s, I think that I really would have been into that band. But for what it is, for what this tournament is, a one verse 16 seed. I can't have the 16 upset the one right now. I got to go Amy Grant. Yes. Boom, locked it in. No, no more, no more 16 seeds upsetting one seed. I think <laughs> so. We don't need that in our lives. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Mark, like Amy Grant crossover queen. Like I, you, you can't deny it. You know, she has Grammy awards, Dove awards. She, I looked up, she was the first Christian, the first Christian album to go platinum. 
not triple murder or whatever <laughs> <laughs> for the Christian music, but her her album went platinum, and she has the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like she is legend. Baby, well, baby. She, she, I mean, exactly. she's kind of both. She's she's a pioneer and a crossover. Like yes, she came up yes. in the '80s and really pioneered kind of that pop side of Christian music as it was anyway. And let's, I mean, Christmas isn't Christmas without Amy Grant. She's also queen the queen of Christmas, of Christmas right? Yes. Which Christmas being the the highest holy holiday, right? And she's the queen of that. So, I think she was so. queen. She was queen of Christmas before Mariah Carey. We'll just say that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And more Christmas hits. Mariah has the one hit. Amy's yeah. got like six yeah. albums of Christmas. So um, yes, easy, easy pick for me as well. Amy mm-hmm. Grant moving on to round two. Uh, pretty easy of the choir. But I agree with your assessment, Mark, of the choir too, of like, had we been born a little earlier? They they had some yeah. pits. I know some older guys really into the choir. All right, the second one here, we have an eight versus nine seed, which is always close. Oh, sorry, Mark. Yes. Really quick, Paul, before we go on, was the choir one of the bands that you had not owned one of their albums? Or did you have one of theirs? I did not. That was a band okay. that I have not seen nor had an album of. I know you've seen almost all these. In the intro episode, you said that. So yes, I'm, yes. I'm going to be asking you certain times which ones you have. Yeah, I will say most of, the one, most of the ones I have not seen were in this uh, okay. were in this bracket. But but uh, that's that. Yeah. So uh, Kirk Franklin, Sixpence, None the Richer, Eight versus Nine Seed, same eras um, of when they started to get famous of course uh sixpence on the richer had the crossover hit kiss me that was huge pretty good band as well kirk franklin is the ultimate hype man <laughs> he's done but he's kind of done both too he's he's he was a pioneer with the gospel music a lot mm-hmm. of fire arrangements and also has made his way into some crossover hits as well so uh katie where did you land on that one Man, this one was probably the toughest for me in this round, honestly, because, like, I love both Kirk Franklin and Sixpence and the Richer. I think I have very nostalgic memories of both of these bands. Like, Sixpence, I think, was one of my first CDs. I think I got had their CD, like, and it was one of my first CDs that I ever had um, in, like, junior high. So that one, I was like, oh, it got me in my feels. Um but I had to go with Kirk Franklin on this one just because, again, like you said, pioneer with gospel music, you know, people, people who aren't Christian know who Kirk Franklin is, I think. So I, I, I was just like, man, I just, I got to go for him. I remember those like he was at the Grammys a couple of years ago, and it was like, who is it? it was like this little guy jumping around on stage being hype. I was like, oh, that's Kirk Franklin. Just Love everybody it. Hyped. That's amazing. I also Love went it. with I also went with Kirk, um, and yeah, because he's still relevant. He's still making music. He's still. Mm-hmm featuring on people um i enjoyed his interview on one of our other favorite podcasts that we listen to the good yes. christian fun podcast i still Great cannot interview. believe that he got on there i don't think he knew what he was signing up for but it was amazing um, it yes. was so great and again he's still standing up with some black lives matter issues and he was very socially active as well as musically active and just puts out great stuff do you want a revolution yeah 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 <laughs> definitely do for me all right mark where did you go with this one like Katie said, this is a tough one. This is a 8-9 classic 8-9 matchup here. And I was going back and forth on this one. I was thinking back, because I think I've seen Sixpence None the Richer twice. Um, I don't know where you saw them at, Paul. I know you've probably seen them live. Were they at one of the Rock the Lights? Or maybe I'm thinking of something I don't, else. I don't think I've seen them live. I had their album. Okay. I saw okay. Kirk Franklin live. We saw him at... Um, 
at seminar in the Rockies, GMA in the Rockies. I remember he That's was right. there for one of those, and I think I've seen him yeah. somewhere else too. But I don't think I've seen them, but I had their album. Okay. I saw Six Pence and on the Richer on tour with Audio Adrenaline. It was the Millennial Meltdown Tour. I looked this up because I know that everybody has their tour history like online. You can just look up any tour you want. So it was April uh, 28th in the year 2000. And I saw <laughs> Sixpence on the Richer with Audio Adrenaline. I believe the W's were on that tour as well oh, for yeah. the Millennial Meltdown Tour. So that was what opened my eyes to what a cool alt band could look like because they had an accordion on stage. That was before I'd ever touched an accordion. Obviously, later in life, when I was in Obalescent Thought, uh, uh, that, a couple that, years later, that was an accordion. You know, I, I started playing the accordion. So anyway, that was kind of a early influence on me, I think. But uh, oh, and I just heard uh, "There She Goes" the cover that they do. Oh, in Walmart, so just the, just like a couple weeks ago, wow. so they're still so relevant, yeah. Uh, but I am going with Kirk Franklin for all the reasons that you guys said. <laughs> like Sixpence yeah. was great; they were awesome. They had a couple of big singles, but not enough to carry them into the second round. I'm going Kirk Franklin. Boom, Kirk Franklin over Sixpence of the Richer in that eight nine matchup. Kirk and uh, Amy will be squaring off in round two. We'll continue with round one. Another crossover versus a pioneer. We have Switchfoot versus Phil Keggy, the 5 and 12 seed. Now, I'll talk about this one first because Phil Keggy was somebody that I saw back in the day up at the GMA Rockies conference uh, at SS Park, Colorado. Blew me away live. I mean, his guitar playing it was the first time I'd see somebody use a loop live. Um, and he also had this <laughs> thing where like, he got into an accident and like had to switch and learn how to play guitar like left-handed at some oh, wow. point lost a finger or two um and just blew me away so i went and bought like four albums like then and the albums did not blow me away because it wasn't as cool as seeing him live in person you know and like looping yeah. and soloing and just how awesome it was so there was that switch foot so many hits so many hits meant to live again i heard meant to live on the radio the other day secular radio not just the christian radio still you know dare you to move <laughs> that went on like secular radio again the other day too so many hits so long surfer bros from san diego i was also in a video that they were in with uh way fm with way nation we did the uh 2000s rock quiz oh yeah that's right oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was I did better than they did, and so that made me happy. But all that says Phil Keggy, phenomenal artist, phenomenal guitar player. But I'm gonna have to go with the Surfing Bros from San Diego, and I'm I'm going for Switchfoot in this one. Yeah, I was looking up some Phil Keggy because, like you said, great guitar player, had some good albums that were just straight up instrumental, which that was pretty unique for that time. I feel like, um, 55 albums. That's pretty wild. Like I, I, I just saw that and was like, I thought Switchfoot had a lot of albums, but uh, Phil Kagey put out a lot of good work. But when you look at Switchfoot, when you look at the beautiful letdown, three million copies sold, that is incredible. Switchfoot live, if you've never seen them, I would highly recommend it. I saw them on several tours, but one of them I saw them on tour with the Goo Goo Dolls, and that was a great show. They do this thing. Um, I don't know how long they've been doing this, but they've been doing it for a while, at least a decade, where after the show, they call it a um, 
it's a post show, like acoustic show. I can't remember what they call it, but it's just like a hangout where John Foreman, the singer from Switchfoot, goes out at the back of the arena and just says, Hey, we're hanging out here. And if you show up, you know, I'll play two or three songs acoustic. So we went out and uh, heard him play a few songs acoustic after that one. So, all that to say, I'm taking Switchfoot because I have more of a connection to Switchfoot and I just think that they've rocked uh, the radio airwaves longer and I'm going Switchfoot. Yeah, I have to agree with everything you guys are saying. Um, yeah, Phil Keggy, yeah, not taking away from how a great of an artist he is, but Switchfoot definitely, again, it hits me in those nostalgic feels, like late high school, early college. Um, you know, A Walk to Remember was one of my favorite movies. Yes. Oh, like you can't, yeah, you, yeah. So great. A Walk to Remember was definitely one of those uh, high school movies that I do remember. And I'm like, that was cool that Switchfoot was in that. And Mandy Moore sang their song. Yeah. And yes. I thought that was really cool. Um, yes. Also, I forgot to note, I had in my notes, <laughs> the first time I saw Switchfoot, which was April 4th, 2004. Paul gave me tickets to this show. Uh, at the Granada Theater in Lawrence, Kansas, Copeland opened up for Switchfoot, and I was supposed to buy Paul a Copeland CD, and they were all out of their CDs. They'd sold all of them out, and I was like, I'm like, sorry. I was telling their bass player who was selling the merch, I was like, dude, I have to buy this CD for my brother. He gave me the tickets, and he's like, dude, I'm sorry. We're all out. He's like, you can buy him a T-shirt. I'm like, he doesn't want a T-shirt. He wants your dang CD. I'm like, I'm going to have to go buy it at Best Buy. And he's like, no, don't buy it at Best Buy. He's like, go to a local record store and ask if they have it first. And I was like, dude, I'm going to Best Buy. That's where they're going to have it. They're going to have it at Best Buy so that I can show up tomorrow at his dorm room or wherever you were living at the time and give him the CD. But anyway, that was my fun story. Oh, man. Copeland and Switchfoot. I bet that was a good show, too. That was too. great. It was. That was when I first started getting into Copeland, too. I mean, Copeland, so. Copeland and, and, and this is the 20-year anniversary of that album, and they're touring oh. right now on that, and they were in town last night, and I couldn't go, but I saw some pictures from a friend of mine that went. But, yeah, still still making music. Again, that could, another band that could have been on the list, but, again, we could make our own list later. Uh, we're going <laughs> off this one. All right, so we are sitting here. Uh, the next round is uh, – this is a tough one for me. Number four is P.O.D., Payable on Death, again, San Diego band, and then Need to Breathe, which is more current in the last 10 years. It had so many hits. Uh, Mark, you want to start this one off? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, P.O.D. was one of my favorite bands in high school. Southtown, Satellite. They released Satellite on 9-11. Yep. I did a, literally right before 9-11 happened, I did a, uh, were you guys in the Krauss class, by the way? Uh, yeah, the the English mm -hmm. slash yeah, history English class. history class. Yeah, we yeah. all were. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you had to do like an essay, basically on a music video or something like that. At least in my class, I don't know if you guys had to do that or not, but I did the POD alive music video, and that was just like I don't know. It just reminded me of that. So POD for me is the band is, is I was thinking about need to breathe and having the 13 over four upset because they have had some really good albums. They've had some good stuff on, uh, on the radio lately. And it seems like they're kind of, I mean, I hate to say this, but it seems like they're kind of selling out a little bit. I don't know if you feel that way, Paul, <laughs> but you're not selling out. You're buying in. <laughs> okay. That, that, all right. All right. I, I got you there. That, that makes sense. I, I don't hate him for that third day's done that. So I don't hate need to breathe for that at all. Uh, but I'm giving it to POD 
because of the nostalgia I feel within that band. Give me some POD. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I same thing, Mark. Um, like Need to Breathe is they're a very good band, but for me, I would listen to POD over Need to Breathe, and so that's kind of where I made my decision. Um, also, when I did the Young Continentals. Um, for two summers, I can't remember if it was my first or second summer, but we sang um, Alive and Youth of the Nation. We sang oh. both of those songs in our like set that we sang and danced to, but we didn't really, we didn't dance to those songs. It's kind of more like leaning, I think. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that like really kind of brought back to those memories of those summers of traveling around to churches and uh, singing to all these different congregations and communities. I totally, just when you said that, that reminded me of when, like, I feel like me and mom and dad flew out to get you in California, like at the end of the tour or something like that. Cause I think we saw you on one of your tours, but I don't know. Anyway, that was, I don't, I don't remember which tour yeah, that was. I don't remember either, but yeah, you probably did. <laughs> it was so it was long like, ago. It was I so long ago. It, it, it was a lot of fun. I need to, I need to find, I have a VHS somewhere of both of those summers. I need to find that and like convert it to DVD and put that on the internet. Cause it is yes, special. Yes. It is so special. There's a lot of great <laughs> songs from many of these artists who are on, on this bracket. So, and it's just a very like, oh man, I remember listening to that and be like, this is not a POD version. It's very like clean cut. And it was like, like it's like a kid's bop version almost. Yeah, yeah, the kids bop kids version, bop choir yeah. version of yeah. POD. They have a kid's choir that song at least though. They did, that's, that's true. true. That's true, but yeah. Alive would be different. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, but yeah, POD for me. This was actually one of the hardest ones for me because I love need to breathe like they again in my, the last you know five eight years of christian radio that i was in they had hit after hit bear's voice is so good like it's just smooth it fits the the way lyrically they bend that line to be able to cross over i've seen them live i saw them live was, well, the, my last big radio event that i was at in like 2021 in florida they flew in and, and did a set and just I mean, the harmonies, all of it just blew me away. So much music. And I actually initially had them into the Sweet 16. And then I erased it. And mm. I put P.O.D. That oh. was, I think, the only one that I changed that I went back and was reviewing and was like, oh, I love, I just love Need to Breathe. They're so good. So relevant, all the things. But P.O.D. I have a P.O.D. shirt still that I got at their concert that was given to me because I got a gash a huge wound on the top of my head from a crowd oh. surfer is there a boot or a spiky belt or something this was P.O.D. spiky belt spiky belt probably i don't know but wow. so we, mark you were at that show you lost your I glasses. Lost my glasses yes oh, Everybody I, about these. <laughs> I still have my shirt too i still have my youth of the nation shirt and this would have been on that tour supporting that album in like 2001 2002 at the uptown theater in kansas city uh i remember this was the first time i was in a mosh pit that I was going up and down and I was not jumping. Like the massive bodies were literally wow. so pressed against me that I did not do any work to leave the ground and I was leaving the ground. 
and then something hit me and I was like, oh man, I stumble out. Uh, one of the friends who was there with us, she saw me and was like, uh, you're bleeding. And I'm like, am I? And I put my hand on my head and my hand is covered in blood. I go to the bathroom. I have dark brown hair and my hair is red. Like it is just pouring oh out of gosh. the end of the stink. There's no medics on site. It was really weird. They gave me some ice in like a glove to put on my head, gave me a t-shirt. I got to watch a couple songs on the side of the stage. The next day I had to go get stitches and the cross country coach was mad because I had to mispractice because I had just gotten stitches. <laughs> but besides that memory and also things like our friend Chris that had to snuff the punk album tattoo on his arm. Yes. Thinking, about, thinking about, again, the nostalgia, uh, the drum beats, the influence that had on me musically too. Um, and the crossover success they had, we're going with POD once again. So I was going to add, was- I never saw Needed to Breathe live, but I've heard they're excellent live and you kind of confirmed that there. And I think they've opened for Taylor Swift and mm-hmm. like they played some uh-huh. huge tours. So like a 13 yeah. over four upset there would not have been a surprise, but no, I mean, POD sweeped it with us. So it yeah. did. We so far, yeah. we're all in line here with this. First four, we're all in line. And I am keeping a bracket. That's kind of showing what we do. So this next one, again, we have current crossover versus uh, the, maybe the pioneer of contemporary Christian music. Lauren Daigle at the sixth seed versus Keith Green at 11. Mm-hmm. Katie, your thoughts? Man, okay, this one was also really hard for me. I went back and forth. Um, and even though I filled it out with a pencil, I didn't have an eraser. So <laughs> I got it like crossed out a couple times. I mean, Lauren Daigle, you can't deny, you know, she's very, still current. Um, and, you know, just her crossover hits uh the look up child album um it was just you know crazy pop crossover success of you say like i was watching american idol like uh, a couple weeks ago and there was a girl who was singing you say and she and lauren daigle happened to be in vegas or wherever they were filming and she comes on so you know she's still like very relevant and you know I think she was on American Idol, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah she, she was. She started. Oh, okay. She started okay. on that. She didn't make it into the top uh, 20, 20. 20 yeah. but she was like in the last cut yeah. right before Okay, that. okay. <clears throat> um, and I think she has a wonderful voice. You know, I think what people were comparing her to like Adele, Adele like the yeah. Christian Adele, right? Um, and so I, you know, I, you can't deny that, but Keith Green, like, literally the I like you said like pioneer of Christian music and like very nostalgic for our family I think especially right like yeah. um and, he looked like dad yeah <laughs> oh my gosh I mean true. you look at his album he had the curly hair he kind of had like the mullety thing going on in the late 80s wow. that's what that's what the dudes did they had the beard the beard. nice big beard yeah. and the curly so, yeah. yeah curly mullety hair yeah um and so um, and also when I was looking up other, you know, things for other bands, uh, John Foreman of Switchfoot cited Keith Green as one of his musical influences. Oh, snap. wow. I was like, okay, it's you two, the Beatles and Keith Green. Those were his, those were his influences. And so I was wow. like, wow, 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 wow. And so <laughs> originally I had Lauren down just because I was like, man, she's like, you know, had Grammy Awards and Dove Awards, Billboard Awards, American Music Awards, you know, um, number number one singles on, you know, the Christian Billboards and regular. And so, but I crossed it out and I did Keith. I, did I Just because I was like, he's just, 
yeah, again, just a pioneer of Christian music. That's that's an excellent, uh, excellent. I I don't know how to top that really. Um, I, I you want me to go into it or do you want to go, Paul? I don't. Well, now I'm. Are we locked into these picks? Because I think I need to. Katie, I think just changed my mind. I think I'm gonna. I want to flip. Am I allowed to do that? Let's flip it. Am I allowed to do that? Oh man! All right, I'm flipping. I'm. You had Lauren Daigle. I had Lauren Daigle. I had Lauren Daigle. I gotta tell you, I. Again, because I, I love Lauren Dale. Again, coming in Christian radio as she came in, I was slightly disappointed because I feel like her latest album, they really leaned into that Adele sound, mm-hmm. like production wise, where there's a couple songs that like really sound like Adele production and formatting of songs. And I was like, you can be unique, Lauren. But yeah. seeing her live, I mean, it was wonderful. She had that little some stupid controversy where christians got mad at her because she went on the ellen show like just oh, being <laughs> on the show and she like had an interview on a secular station and on a christian station where she was like i don't know like i'm just supposed to be like love people and be in the world not like judge people and so that was that was a moment didn't she also like accidentally sing at a protest some kind of protest? well it wasn't accidentally and she did so she she also yes when sean foyt was going around doing his uh jesus christ super spreader events uh wait 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 how do you say his last name foyt i believe is how you say it i thought it was fuked uh i there's a few ways that i say it but i think it's i think it's how you say it but 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 yes in new orleans and so she came out and she did when they were doing the big praise in protest basically thing she did perform at that and then some people pushed back on her and she was like i didn't know what was happening and i don't think she did Oops. but yeah. it but yeah. again, her voice is her voice is great oh um, amazing amazing and again what she's done in the crossover is is crazy and seeing her her rise in the last several years um it's fun and she's just a normal down-to-earth goofy goofy girl as well but again keith green is the sound of our church experience like Mm -hmm. up until the mid 90s like when i think keith green i think overhead projector slides that's what it is it's oh lord you're beautiful it's the easter song it's creating me a clean heart there is a redeemer i mean this is all the music of right took my whole notes notes. notes. (laughs) yeah it's over keith green is overhead projector music and then knowing that like that wasn't even like new stuff like that was stuff from like the late 70s that we were singing as contemporary songs Mm -hmm. in the mid to late 80s and early 90s like so that's stuff that again is like 10 12 15 years old that's still carrying through church churches again he was like the original chris tomlin when it came to Mm. worship music did i steal your other note there mark sorry about that um but but yeah for these reasons i'm flipping to uh i'm flipping my flipping it right now green mark what do you got i love it i mean i don't have too much more to add to than what you guys all said already but i mean yeah i just like sixpence none the richer i mean they're a little bit older but lauren daigle i hear in stores all the time like hyvee uh walmart whoever you know if you guys want to sponsor this podcast we're here for you guys and uh but yeah anyway target that too yeah i've heard her in target um but yeah just what keith green did like you said paul he put out some bangers back in the day creating me a clean heart every response song to a sermon was keith green every single post sermon response song 
And then I have to say this too, shout out to my guy, Nathan Flannery. I'm on a worship team with him and he pulls out, there is a redeemer every now and then. And we go into it. We sing it. We do it. We do a great (laughs) job with it. I'm not going to lie. We, uh, we do it well for Keith Green. And every time I see his name on the paper, I'm like, man, that reminds me of the good old days, man. And so anyway, all that to say, my daughters and my wife might, uh, uh, disown me for this pick because they love Lauren Daigle, but I'm going with Keith Green. Wow. Yes. Wow. wow. Three Keith Greens. I was a I little surprised by that. that. Again, I had Lauren. Katie, yeah, I, that's what I, I was too. a close one. Yeah. But Yeah, I had Lauren at first too, and then I was like, you know, no. I can't. Yeah. I move on. Can't do I'll it. Move on. Can't do that, it. Oh, That is our first upset, by the way. For those listening at home, 11 over 6. 11 over 6. Yeah. Wow. Again, they got to think blue bloods, right? Like we're talking March Madness. Like Keith Green's got to be that blue, that blue buddies, that Kentucky, that UNC, that dude, yes. Indiana coming back. Not this year in the tournament, 2023, but Kansas. Um, all right. So here, here, here's another one. Again, it's a 14-3. We have Skillet as the three seed and the 77s as the 14. Mark, you want to get this one started? Man, the 77s are one of those bands that I wish I would have known earlier, just like the choir, because like if I would have grown up in the 80s as a high school or college kid, they had a cool vibe like The Cure or Depeche Mode. Like that was like kind of their vibe. I don't know if they were influenced by them or if they influenced The Cure. I mean, who knows? (laughs) Who really knows if The Cure was listening to to the 77s or not? But uh Skillet for me is just the obvious choice here because of what they've done. They've been rocking for 30 years. They were just in Kansas City on some secular tour. I don't even theory of a dead man or something like that is who they were touring with or something like that. And they keep touring through Kansas City like on these secular bills like they're playing at the Midland Theater still like selling out shows, which is crazy. Um, But they have so many albums from like back in the day. Uh, I can't even remember all the names of the albums. I didn't write them down, but the one with the the one with the frying pan. I was going to say, yeah, you. I love your soul. When it was more like Marilyn Manson type rock. Yes, and I can just I can picture the albums, the album covers, and I don't even know the titles. So yeah, that's that's what I remember Skillet for. Um, But I picked Skillet to go on because of that. Katie. Yeah, same. Um, I I didn't know who the seventy sevens were, so I had had to look them up and um and I yeah, they, they seemed cool, but yeah, no nostalgic factor for me. Um, so I also had to go with Skillet, which when I I was looking up stuff about Skillet too, and on the Wikipedia page on the very top it says not to be confused with Skrillex. So yes. <laughs> just, Skrillex. just so people know, yeah. I don't think like, they two are together. I don't think so. Oh. Not to be confused with them, but yeah, I this one was pretty easy for me. I did feel it. Yeah, again, same thing. 77's again, super cool early 80s. Mark laid it out great. And again, the album artwork, everything was definitely like ahead of the time uh for Christian music, of course. And I again a lot of old heads in the Christian music industry I know love the 77s. But uh Skillet, you know, I've Skillet's been in mom and dad's van. Um that's we, right. We brought in the Clyde tour when at the radio station in Kansas City that I worked at, and I picked them up from the hotel in mom and dad's van, took them to the radio station, did the interview, drove them over to the uptown, um, got to got to hang out with them. They are still they're in the top 
probably top th- top three li- best live shows for wow. Christian music for sure. But they put on an incredible show. I've introduced them a couple different times on stage at Elitch Gardens in Colorado. We did a show with them too. Um, there are some uh, off field things that uh, have 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 perturbed me with John. Uh, and I would say they off field has been moved to on field. Cause he says some things from the stage in uh Christian venues. Now that uh, I'm not, Uh-oh. I'm not happy about, but because I have no reason whatsoever to do the 77 tier, I move skillet <laughs> forward to the round of 32. Pretty easy for all of us on that one. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. this next one, we, we get into the rap game for the first time here with hip hop and rap. And we have at seven, which was surprising to me, that NF at seven and Lecrae at 10, which was very surprising to me because Lecrae has been around a lot longer, still relevant, still making hits. Really one of the, I mean, not one of the first, there's been Christian rappers for a long time. Like you could have put um, T-Bone in here. <laughs> yes. Um, what was some of the other guys that we, we know Lil Rascal, Lil Rascal, Lil Rascal, yes, Lil Rascal. Um, you know, Grits is over on the other side in a different division youth group, so we do have some more rap somewhere else. But this is definitely these are two crossover guys that are in the prime, so that's why the matchup was kind of hard for me to look at. And going on, who I listen to more right now, NF. I love NF. NF stuff is great. Again, it kind of has that, he is a white rapper, so it has that kind of Mm -hmm. Eminem feel, but more of an edge, not a KG-5-2 rapper, which again, could have been on here as well, or John Rubin on any of these. There's just some more people that could have been, could have been on the youth group side and weren't. I I do listen to NF like decently regularly over the last couple of years. Really love the lyrical content, very open and honest, and the beats are great, but Lecrae, man, like hits and on sway in the morning throwing down five fingers of death with sway and like i'm not going to choose the white rapper in the first round that would be the most ccm thing we could do but not gonna do it hands down lecrae and surprised that he was the underdog in this matchup because lecrae is the man and moving forward for me yeah i i i mean Basically what you said, Paul, NF kind of came out of nowhere for me when I was working at Amazon, one of the warehouse uh, or one of the dispatcher guys that I worked with, uh, Dirk, he was a huge NF fan. And I didn't really know who NF was until he kind of showed me some of their songs. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I started looking them up. I'm like, oh, this dude's playing at Christian music festivals. I was like, oh, that's pretty sweet. But uh and I think that he's kind of blown up on TikTok. I don't do TikTok very much. I know I probably have like 20 messages from you, Paul, that I haven't responded to. I'm sorry about that. I, I don't check that very often, but uh, I I do see NF popping off on TikTok sometimes. I like, I, I don't know. It's just kind of weird, but uh, that, that's how people get popular these days. But mm-hmm. I go with Lecrae because of everything else you said. I'm picking Lecrae in the 10 over seven upset. Sometimes people are rated too low. Lecrae probably a little bit too low in this one, but I'm going with Lecrae. Uh, yep, same here. <laughs> We're on the same page, you guys. This is amazing. Um, NF, I did not know who NF was. Uh, I I had to look him up, had to listen to some of his stuff, and I liked him. Um, I like his music. Um, I think it's really good. Uh, but yeah, Lecrae, I had already heard of. <laughs> I'd listen to his music. Um, yeah, he's been around longer. Um, also, uh, what are you calling it? Off field, his like off field 
off-field issues. Off-field, not issues, but like you've done some like really good stuff, like with um, like the Obama administration fatherhood and mentoring initiative, and like he helped, like what what was it? He helped um, during the pandemic work with Love Beyond Walls to distribute hand washing stations and food to homeless people. So like I was like, oh, he's a good guy too. So check. Is it? Is it safe to say that Lecrae carried the genre from like the 2000s up until now for the yeah, Christian music? I would say so. I would say well, so and too. again here, and we can get into this a little bit now. Why not? Um, too, because again, he was he was propped up too by the evangelical community a lot. Like he was he was leading the Winter Jam charges, but then he also had. Oh, I'm gonna botch the pastor's name, but he was invited to speak at several like high-profile things and did several interviews with high-profile like white pastors and talk about reconciliation and stuff like that. And then once Ferguson happened and the Black Lives Matter thing uh, started, and he got actively involved in that, his role was significantly cut back in those spaces, and so he didn't get invited to as much uh, youth group jams after that in in certain spaces. Mm. So like Katie was saying, some social some social issue things came up that Tyson Chandler was that the guy he was with, or I can't remember. Anyway, but yeah, he and he talks about that openly where that shift happened um in kind of his popularity and how that affected him and he talks about his own mental illnesses and depression that he's dealt with and things like that and very open honest guy and his like collabs with andy minio are some of my favorite pray for the win yeah for all of us enough great like pray for the win all right the last first round and then it'll be nice we can go through pretty quickly on the the, the yeah the second rounds to the final four here but uh larry norman at two daniel amos at 15 now whoever has the info on daniel amos you start first because that was a name <laughs> that i the, probably the only name that i did not really even recognize on this list who's got the background so i thought that daniel amos was somebody <laughs> somebody else oh no so so i was like oh yeah daniel amos might get the upset here and then i started looking up i'm like oh that's not who i thought it was it's mm. somebody totally different but <laughs> yeah so that's all i got on that if you want me to keep going with my picks <laughs> yeah do that too do that too <laughs> all right so i was just thinking about it i've watched the uh, have you guys watched the jesus music documentary on i think it's hulu uh yes jesus music it's got that. It's pretty interesting. It goes from like the very beginning of Christian music to like where it is today. And they interview, you know, Lauren Daigle, Toby Mac, Lecrae, everybody else. But uh, they talk about how Larry Norman was like the original Christian music artist. And he he was kind of out there. He was a little bit crazy. But they, they said that he he was a cool dude. And then I start looking up Daniel Amos, and he was also a or they it's it's not a guy it's a it's a band a band so that's, yeah. that's yeah. what I, that's yeah. what I need to uh, get uh, familiar with here. But uh, so yeah, Daniel Amos, who I thought was a solo artist, actually was a solo artist, but somebody completely different. So anyway, Daniel Amos, the band, also a pioneering band, but they were on Larry Norman's record label. So I can't take the band that was on yeah. Larry yeah. Norman's record label to past larry norman so i i kind of like what daniel amos does but i have to take larry norman for being the pioneer the first christian artist out there and just being a crazy dude crazy for christ yeah i mean his yep. larry norman's big song the one that i know and recognize and people might 
remember at least hearing the name is why should the devil have all the good music yeah like, that yeah. was his whole that yeah. was the song and that was his whole mantra and definitely changed the landscape in in especially for christian rock in like having that that 70s rock sound um and making sure the devil didn't have all the good music <laughs> larry yeah. norman for me i yeah i found this quote um from Christian rock historian John J. Thompson wrote, it is certainly no overstatement to say that Larry Norman is to Christian music what John Lennon is to rock and roll or Bob Dylan is to folk music. Wow. So I, yeah, I, again, I don't, I'm not super familiar with Larry Norman, but like couldn't, couldn't not put him through to the next round. Love it. Love it. So we've made it through round one. Again, we're going to try to get to the final four in this episode from just this section, uh, Pioneers crossovers, that region. That's what we're covering in this episode. So we're going to go back to the top now as we have uh, number one, Amy Grant versus number eight, Kirk Franklin. And I was, these matchups get harder and harder as they come down. So uh, yeah. Mark, you're, you're rubbing your hands together. You're <laughs> licking your chops. You're ready to go for this one. Uh, where, where do you land on Amy Grant, Kirk? Again, I thought this was going to be an easy one for me, but then I go back and forth because, man, what Kirk Franklin's done, what Amy Grant has done, what both of them have done for music is just Christian music is just crazy. Um, but I go Amy Grant just because of what she's done from start to where she is now. She's still doing stuff. She's still doing the Christmas shows. I know we talked about that earlier, talking about all the, the Christmas episodes. She shows up on NBC around Christmas time every year. I'm like, okay, I got to stick with Amy Grant, even though Kirk Franklin is amazing and excellent. Like you said, he's still jumping around on stage at certain events. I'm going Amy Grant to the Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Yes, I agree with you, Mark. Amy Grant, like again, yeah, this, this was harder than I thought it was going to be, too. Um, but Amy Grant, she has decades of music, and she is still relevant today in Christian music, pop music. Like, you, you got to go with Amy to the next round. You do. It's another sweep. It's yeah. another sweep. We're so in line here. Wow. I thought, I thought Paul was going to say Kirk. I really oh, did. I love Kirk. Uh, Again, the, the hype, the hypest hype man you can get uh, anywhere. Lovely man. But Amy is the queen of Christmas. Said it. Six <laughs> Grammys, 26 Dove Awards, four artists of the years. She's, she's in, for in for the win. All right. So now we have another one that, again, is tough. Switchfoot mm -hmm. versus POD. And again, this is the one that I told you initially I had put Need to Breathe in the Sweet 16. And I was sitting looking at that Switchfoot Need to Breathe potential matchup. Like, these guys tour together all the time. Like, sameness. But anyway, it's not. that's not what it is. It's Switchfoot POD. Um, oh, and it was tough. It was tough, guys. This was a tough one. This was a tough one. <laughs> I went with Switchfoot. I went with Switchfoot. I did. I went with the San Diego Bros. And I, I can't tell you why. I, I literally, I just had to, I, I, literally, I, I literally just had to pick a name out of the hat almost on this one because it was so close. Love them both for similar reasons and different reasons. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. And I put Switchfoot. I just put Switchfoot. I want to say hi to Frank. Shout out to my uh, nephew dog in the background. Yes. What's up, Frank? Hey, Frank. Hey. Frank just walked by. We we oh. got a we got Brielle in the room too now. My my oh, daughter hi, Brielle. Hi, Bri. They say hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll go. This is tough. Um it's a four versus five matchup. These are always tough in the brackets. Oh man. 
Oh man, I went back and forth on this one for so long because POD was my jam all throughout high school and college. So many memories tied to POD. I met my college roommate, like you said, Chris Chops. Mm-hmm. POD on the arm. We started bowling together, talking about maybe we should be roommates. We became roommates. POD, what's up? Mm-hmm. But I go switch foot too. Switch Ooh. foot. It's it is a San Diego v San Diego matchup. It is. Yeah. Switch foot POD. I go switch foot because of the longe- longevity. Um, I have seen POD at quite a few different places. I've seen him at uh, Uptown Theater. I saw him somewhere else in KC. I can't remember. I saw him at Cornerstone. I've seen Switchfoot all over the place here, too. And just because of what – I like their diversity, too. I like the way that they can uh, – the way that they uh, – their albums. Their al- they have a variety of albums, Switchfoot mm-hmm. is. So I, I go Switchfoot. I also went switch foot. Hey. I, yeah, I just, it, for me, it was just who I, I just listen. I still listen to switch foot. Like they are on a, you know, playlist that I listen to. Um, and so while I have nostalgic feelings for both of these guys, um, switch foot was the one who had my heart in this round to move forward. All right. Unanimous switch foot moves on. Now we have a uh, the 11 versus the 3 seed, which again, Keith Green is an 11 seed. Seems like a tragedy. But we have Keith Green <laughs> versus Skillet. Katie, kick this one off. Yeah, I this again, this one was hard because, you know, I was, I was voting really hard for my man Keith. But I think Skillet, for me, had a little bit more of the crossover. Um, I don't what's the I don't know what the word is. <laughs> but the, like the yeah. crossover cred. Yeah, it was just like, you know, I, I think um for me I, I had to go for skillet for this one. Yeah, they're still touring with, you know, secular secular bands. I mean, yeah, they were just in Kansas City with some random rock band that plays on the local rock station in town. So I mean, yeah, yeah that, that that totally makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Keith Green can't tour anymore, but <laughs> unfortunately, no. sorry, right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, he cannot. But, but, but yeah, Skillet, gotta go All for right. them. Well, I uh, due to off-field issues, I went with uh, Keith Green on this one. John Cooper Skillet, not a fan of me particularly right now, apparently, and I no longer a fan of. <laughs> Did you guys get the Twitter spat? No, not. I mean, he didn't mention me by name, but he's uh, he said some things about he has a particular brand of Christianity that he is holding on to and is publicly denouncing other uh, ways of looking at things uh, on concert stages. And that really that upset me. And then not necessarily engaging in conversations about that with other people that would like to engage in conversations in mm. public forums with it. So that that's that's turned me off. So whether though he was again, it's not like it was unfounded. Keith Green, a father of modern Christian worship and prayed the praise chorus book, the praise chorus book, the, the overhead yeah. projections, the hair, the beard, all those classic songs. <laughs> it's not Easter without a Chris, Keith Green song. I went with the man Keith Green. Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. <laughs> Your face is all I. Right, that's all we can do before we have to pay for it. Okay, okay, okay gotta stop that. Gotta stop that all right. quick. 
All right. Don't have okay. a budget here. Don't okay. have a budget. All right. Keith Green skillet. Okay. Man, this is tough for me because I'm actually the deciding vote this time. You are. And I actually had Keith Green written down and then I crossed it out. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. he was the I mean, he looked like our dad. I mean, no, come on. Yes, how, did, yeah. how, do I, how do I not put Keith Green into the Sweet 16? I'm still punching myself in the face over this. You I don't can... know what I'm doing because it just I I know I know what you're saying over here, Paul. I know exactly I know. what you're going with, right. and that's a part of part of why I I went Keith Green actually originally, <laughs> and then you told me to listen to this podcast about how Keith Green was a cult leader. But yes. he really wasn't. He really was yeah. not, though. That, yeah. Let's just put that away. I listened not him. almost not the him. whole thing. Not him. No, no, no. Not no. him. No, he was no. not. So, but that that kind of confused me. That was a yeah, little sorry. confusing <laughs> in my in my bracket. I was literally filling it out as I was listening. But yeah, skillets just the the longe- longevity of them. Yeah. Uh, seeing them at what was that festival called in Illinois? Agape, Agape Fest. Fest. Yes, Agape. that was back in their industrial that w- days. That yeah. was my first like music event like that. So that really got me into, I mean, Skillet, Third Day, Supertone. I mean, there were so many bands there. That's a fun time. Um, But yeah, I put Skillet in there because of that. Like, I mean, 1996, I think was that festival, 97, something like that. So, and they're still rocking and touring. So I went Skillet over Keith Green because of that. Again, like Katie said, RIP Keith Green. He can't tour anymore so that hurts him unfortunately i hate to say it but i'm going skillet all right it has been said it has been put into our brackets moving forward our first uh, non-unanimous decision (laughs) right there all right so we're down to the bottom of the bracket uh lecrae versus larry norman again we have this pioneer of christian rock music and really this bridge and pioneer of christian rap music uh crossing over i went with lecrae I did. I went with Lecrae again, and this partly was built on, um, again, personal taste. <laughs> at that point, that's what it was. I was like, you know what? Looking at this, they both have great legacies and histories and what they've done. But I can speak to what Lecrae is still doing now, and I love listening to him and seeing him live. And I went with Lecrae. I did too. I also went with Lecrae. Same reasons, like. I like his music. Yeah, I think it's just, um, yeah, it was just a personal preference. (laughs) Sorry, Larry. I love what you guys did with Lecrae because I really wanted Lecrae to go on to the next round. I picked Larry Norman, but, (laughs) but, but, but I wanted Lecrae to go on, so I'm glad that both of you picked Lecrae because I went Larry Norman just because of the, the godfather of, christian music essentially so i just since he was such a high c he's such a powerhouse like you guys we were talking about earlier it's like it's like kansas i mean not this year but it's like kansas going up against a well in arkansas a team that they should beat, but they don't arkansas gets the win lecrae gets the win that's exactly how it goes sometimes and i like your guys's pick so lecrae great job uh i picked larry norman but lecrae is a great choice all right, we're down to four. And Lecrae, oh, Lecrae and Tori Kelly together. Oh my gosh, come on, oh, people. Man. That song is yes. so wonderful. Um, all right, so uh, Amy Grant versus Switchfoot, Skillet versus Lecrae going to the Elite Eight. Amy Grant versus Switchfoot, Mark, go. All right, this was probably the toughest one for me in this bracket. Uh, Amy Grant and Switchfoot going back and forth, back and forth. 
but I go San Diego bros with the upset switchfoot over Amy Grant. Amy Grant had a great run. She still has a great run. She's having a great run because <laughs> of all we've said up in this podcast up until now, but switchfoot for me, I've listened to switchfoot literally for the last 20 years of my life. I have been listening to them. Like Katie said, they're still on playlists. I listen to, uh, they still pop up on my Spotify daily playlist, which means they're still in rotation. Amy Grant, lovely lady, lovely artist. But I went switch foot with the upset into the Elite Eight. Ooh, Ooh Katie. Wow. Katie, um, what do you say? Disagree. I chose Amy. She's my queen. Um, you know, I just think that her being around for I don't four decades is it like four decades something like yeah. it's crazy what she has done in the last 35 40 years in her career and that she's still going um and I love I love Switchfoot but I had to go Amy had to move her forward I mean four words Kennedy Center award winner that is Amy Grant. Yes! And that is who I chose to move on yes! to the Elite Eight. And again, yes. she was started at 16. She was like Taylor Swift before Taylor Swift was like even thought about being born, right? Like yes. 16 years old, coming on the scene, just her and her guitar uh, into a Kennedy Center Award winner this year. Like, amazing. Moving on. Give it up, mm-hmm. Give it up Amy Grant. We have moved it- on. It's impressive. I can't deny Amy Grant. I just love Switchfoot. So, Amy, and congratulations. Yeah. And I'll yeah. say when it's not Christmas time, I'm probably listening to Switchfoot more as well. But <laughs> yes, I'm. this absolutely. is the one that I was like, I got to go with who's actually I think it is, and it's Amy Grant. All yeah. right, this is an interesting turn now. These guys have probably toured together on winter jams and uh, festivals like that. We have Skillet and Lecrae up against each other right now. Now, uh, I did not have this in my bracket because I had Keith Green going ahead. So um, someone else want to start, Katie, with this one? What did you think? uh, This one was a tough one for me, but I the logic that I used was who would I listen to? And it was Lecrae. So I am upsetting Skillet here and moving Lecrae forward. Mark. That's big. That is big. big. That's a big upset. Uh, Lecrae going all the way into the Elite Eight. I I went Skillet on this one. I had Skillet. Well, I had Skillet versus Larry Norman. And I just think that for oh, what Skillet's yeah. done, <laughs> I, I like Lecrae where he was at, though. I, I really do. But it, Skillet, for me, just for, like I said, what they've done over the past three, whatever decades, four decades. They haven't done four decades, have they? Are they into the four decades? They are. They're into 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. Wow. They are into, into the fourth, fourth decade. decade. Yeah, fourth decade. Man, yeah. we are old. We, we are, are old. old. I am we're also old. into my fourth decade. So yeah. I guess I'm going to move into my fifth decade, I guess. Oh, <laughs> man. That's that's exciting and crazy all at the same time. But, yeah, for me, it's Skillet just because I probably, like you said, Katie, like you would listen to Lecrae more. I don't think I really pop on skillet necessarily anymore but there are a couple songs that i hear i'm just like oh yeah i remember this song this is pretty good but uh yeah that's that's why i picked skillet well i had skillet versus lecrae because um or no i had keith green versus lecrae because i had that but i did move lecrae forward (gasps) over keith green 
So Katie I did has have, a perfect bracket. Katie does have a perfect bracket, bracket right now. So far, Katie like has a million dollars at the end. Bracket <laughs> that our sponsor, to be named, put your name here, will provide yes, us. Um, but yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, I should be marking. I didn't even think about that. Marking the ones that I have, uh, quote unquote, oh, wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should be doing that. <laughs> put that. Put the X down next to the I'm ones not, that we. I'm, I'm not touching my bracket. Those. I'm keeping my bracket. It's it's an opinion bracket. <laughs> well, and then here is your opinion, then Mark. We're going to make wrong. you do this one no. first because you oh, yeah. have this matchup. Well, mm-hmm. first of all, who was your final four matchup then? Who did you have in the final four? I had Switchfoot over Skillet into the final four. So yeah. my final four team out of the Pioneers and Crossovers region was Switchfoot. Should we make him do this first or should we do ours yeah. first? That's... Yeah. He... Oh, mm. Mm. I think Mark should yeah. do his first. Okay, I have, okay, a feel... I have, a... Yeah, I have yeah. feelings. I think I know things. Okay. Okay. But because, where it's going. But so Mark, in in the battle of Amy Grant versus Lecrae into the final four to see who's gonna be Lord of the Dance, who do you have on the spot right now? I mean, I gotta go Amy Grant. I, I, Amy Grant is just a classic at this point. Like I, I probably should have put her over Switchfoot if we're being honest. But you know, here we are. I had Switchfoot in my final four, but it's Amy Grant versus Lecrae. I hate to disrespect Lecrae every round here, but I, Man, I, I like Lecrae, but it's uh it's Amy Grant for me in this one. It's Amy Grant for me. Oh, a hundred percent Amy Grant. Yeah. Like she is <laughs> Absolutely the winner of this category. Again, she has Grammy Awards, Dove Awards, the Platinum Albums, Hollywood Walk of Fame, like Kennedy Center Honors. Like you said, like she is she is the pioneer and crossover for Christian music. So we have our first final four. The one seed. The one seed Mm -hmm. makes it all Mm -hmm. the way through in the Pioneers and Crossover region. Amy Grant into the final four. And on the next episode, we're going to take on the rock, alt, and metal region, and it's going to get brutal. There are some tough, tough matchups in there from the get-go. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it when the next episode posts. Please give us a rating as well, and then share it with all of your youth group buddies from back in the day. Thanks for listening to CCM Madness.